<laughs> Rob Thomas from uh, Matchbox 20 Live from LA. You're listening to 104, 102.1, 4Z. Picture that. You know, you're at a warehouse rave. The sun's coming up. Confidence man blasting on the stereo. A security guard, a greasy security guard comes up behind you, grabs your ass and says, Hey, you hot? You got boyfriend? Um, can't you just picture it? Ah, it's like you're there. Oh, I am there. Ouch! Do not touch my ass, sir. Thank you. God, you're greasy. It w- I read that that quite famous um, boat person, refugee fellow, uh, Beruz Bouchani, I believe his name is, um, who's been in, uh, he's been in, uh, well, immigration detention, otherwise known as prison in some social circles, um, on Manus Island for six long years. And he's finally made it off the island. He's been held in immigration detention there for six years in Papua New Guinea. And um, he's been off the island and he's been invited to New Zealand to give a talk. Um, and he's got a, a one-month visa there. And so apparently he got to, to New Zealand. He was there about 15 minutes. He looked around, spoke to some of the locals, and um, immediately... Um, boarded a boat and sailed back to Papua New Guinea. Um, so good on you, Beirut. Um, good to see you boys as well. So, Carl, are you sick? Hey, you just look a bit. I don't know. Are you sick? <laughs> <laughs> I got told that tonight. Uh, really? Yeah. Um, I'm used Was it to, an egg? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm used to the old, like you know, that whole thing where it's like, oh, you look sick, or like you look tired. AKA, it's nice to have saying you look shit. <laughs> yes. The bar manager tonight. Are you, are you sick? You sound sick. Are you in my bar sick? Speaking on the microphone. You got some audacity coming into my bar. And you didn't even bring any Glen 20 with you. Making my girl sick. <laughs> and I only did, and only three times did I ever stop a question halfway and go... <laughs> <coughs> um, Carl has... Um, uh, Mitch, are we, are we aware that Carl had embarked on a new pursuit, a new economic pursuit? You know the old saying, diversify your uh, economic uh, um, income streams. We can't talk about that on air, though, can we? Oh, no, the show's oh, going to get in the park thing. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> well, <laughs> we can't his talk about that at all. two legal ones. Well, he's he's doing trivia now, you see. He is, yeah. he is, he is. It's not quite a pyramid scheme. It's close. No, like, yeah. Carl, I'll give you three seconds and <laughs> ten words to promote the new <laughs> trivia stuff you're doing. Three, two, one, go. Man vs. Bear trivia. Uh, it's for all, all ages, from 16 up to 99. Uh Quirky questions and a lot of fun. Three, two, one. Well, that's great. When you go in the Courier Mail and they say there was a sh- there was a shooting, there was a hit and run south of Brisbane, and you go, oh, <laughs> what is the sa- what is south of Brisbane? Because like you know, there's you know, in in inner Brisbane, or they say in Nanda, but when they, sometimes they just use this elusive, very general term, south of Brisbane. It's just like the, the, the wild, wild south. You know, the children are asking their parents, Mum and Dad, what is the south of Brisbane? And they go, don't you ever go beyond the dark woods. <laughs> don't you ever go further than the Rucklee markets. <laughs> south of Brisbane, there's nothing but penguins in Tasmania down there. Exactly. If it's any further south than Highgate Hill, I'm not interested, sir. <laughs> and if it's north of Darwin, I don't want to know about it. If you wear a three-piece suit and people look at you weird, I'm not interested. <laughs> Anyway, sometimes you even go on Google Maps and you go on like the Street View, and 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 they won't even have mapped the, the street on Street View. I like like the little Google, oh, right, little yeah, Google yeah. scooter uh, man's come in to yeah, do yeah. his job, and he's and he's he's had a look he's around. He's at the top of the street and gone, and there's a guy down there with like a broken beer bottle. 
He's like, I am bring not your, going bring your down Google there. Maps down here, you little boy. Come here. And he's going, no, 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 no. Well, in America, they talk about <laughs> come down here with your computers and your cameras. They <laughs> come down here with your fancy gizmos and your good time buddies. <laughs> your long haired yahoo. You don't know what it is to be a Brisbane Southie. <laughs> come here, I'll show you what's south, mate. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, in, Amer- in, we in. in America, they 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 say about all oh, the 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 world's dumbest robber, and it's like oh, the guy walked up to the bank wearing his name badge from work. But you know, they <laughs> they, they never talk about the guy who <laughs> he worked at the bank too. <laughs> yeah. He's on his fifteen minute break. He comes back in, <laughs> no valakar with a gun. <laughs> yeah. They never talk about the guy south of Brisbane who stole you know the Google um, Google Maps scooter. You know, they, just, they just trace Street View all the way to his garage south of Brisbane. <laughs> and Mitch, you're a man of the world. I am. You're a man of knowledge. <laughs> am I? You have a thirst for knowledge. I've read your I resume. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a thirst for knowledge. What's one thing? You're a perfectionist. It's a pop-up resume when you fold it. <laughs> Come on, it's interactive for kids and slow adults. <laughs> It's an anthrax resume. You open it up and you die. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mitch takes that guy's job. And then Quick, I'm, a, I'm just a guy looking at two other guys saying, we'd love. I'm, 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 I'm going to put up my right hand and my left hand. And I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna contort my body like this. Oh my God, he's asking <laughs> and I'm going to say, oh, uh, Christ. Oh I'm going to say that I'm a guy looking at two other guys simply your, saying what's your, what's that I want audience participation oh from, the, from those at home. It's his room. If you're, you're, so the, the, tech, the text line is 0420-626-733, all right? And that's 0420-626-733. And just to confuse things a little bit, 4367, <laughs> at symbol. <laughs> and, and the letter E with that fancy little swell thing that you get in French. Um, <laughs> and that's the postcode of South Brisbane. That was yeah. a really South Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> Never go further south than the Rockley Markets. You promise me, son. I promise. Oh, Mr. Davidson, yes. It's the school principal <laughs> from south of Brisbane High. It's your son. <laughs> He's gone too far south. <laughs> He's still on the Google Maps scooter. I think this will be less about you promoting your trivia and more about trying to convince me that trivia is okay. Because I have a thing, um, in a way, against trivia. Oh. You're not a fan of trivia? Well, Carl. What's not to love about trivia? Well, I'll tell you this much. Every time I've ever asked a girl out on a date midweek and she said no, she always says the same thing. Hey, Tuesday night, want to get some tacos? No, I got trivia Tuesdays. Hey, you want to catch, a, want to catch that film? That, that, Czech, that Czech foreign film without English subtitles? Want to catch that on Thursday? Ah, no, I got trivia. <laughs> trivia Thursdays. Dude, cannot miss that. The way to meet girls, right? That's why. No, I'm so good. I think the be at the trivia to meet these girls. I'm going to go to Holland Park, Three Brews, do a little trivia with your good time buddies down there in <laughs> south of Brisbane, <laughs> all right? <laughs> Wearing my three-piece suit. And I'm going to see every single girl I've ever asked out who said no. It's going to be Tracy. Tracy from Art Class. It's going to be Lucy from The Flying Cock. It's going to be Sarah from The Flying Cock. It's going to be Louise from the Flying Cock. It's going to be Catherine from the Flying Cock. It's going to be Bruce, the guy who cleans the Flying Cock bathrooms. <laughs> Single and sick of it. <laughs>
I saw Mitch. I saw Mitch driving down the road the other day. All right. And I said, hey, he, used to, he pulls over. He slows down to me. It was obviously with cars behind him. He said, Harry. And I said, what are you up there? Where you Where you going? And he says, <laughs> I can't remember what I said. Oh, I was I was literally laughing by myself in the street. I said, like, Mitch, where, where, what's up? Where you going? He, said, he looked at me. Away from here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Says too many jokes, he forgets them. Anyway, it <laughs> <laughs> was a it was a close one. Though. And Mitch, what did you say? Oh, oh that's right. So a Chinaman and a Muslim walk into a bar. <laughs> oh no 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 no! Get up the road. That's all we got time for. Uh, no, yeah. So how about you? We're gonna. So when you walk in, when you walk into Three Broods down in Holland Park on a Thursday night, approximately what time do things kick off down there? Six thirty. Okay. What, 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 what do you have to do? you come out with the rules? Do you explain the rules? Yeah, so there's a, there's a bit of uh, yeah, there's, there's a bit of house rules that are going on. A little bit of ground rules. Um, yeah. you got to have a clear <laughs> water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> there's always someone at the back like vodka in the clear water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> think he's loose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you say... Do you, <laughs> after each question, do you say, pens down? Yeah. I said pens down! <laughs> really aggressive. God, yeah, question yeah. three. I've already got a headache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, wouldn't that don't don't you feel, man? I reckon if you're, you're going to feel really good to say if you just stand up, like arch your back, and just say pens down. I said pens down. I feel like I, I dude, it feels really good to say. I, I feel like I got a three meter long penis when I say that. Pens down. It's really it's really important to emphasize. That I said, I said pens down. Oh oh, just my back out. <laughs> Listeners, it's really gross. He did just pull his back out of his body. Oh, what the, oh. Get, the get the Glen 20. I was reading a book oh, on how to get girls, and, and apparently the trick is to walk into a room and imagine that you are, uh, you have a three meter long penis and are made entirely of diamond. <laughs> and I gotta tell you guys, this stuff really works. <laughs> okay, all right. So, and, but, so tasers, yes or no? Hey. Uh, that's a that's a trick question. Uh, it's towards the end, after question twenty five. Yeah, <laughs> tasers coming. Yeah, before then it's tasers are allowed. Yeah. It's wrong okay. answer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. So question one. Question one. All right. <clears throat> Easy. So we need buzzers. Oh. oh. Okay. Okay. Oh, this is how I do it. All right. You say um, you say your uh, no. You say each other's name as your buzzer. <laughs> All right. Okay, so, so I'm so, Mitch and he's Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so you say, yeah. So to, to get in, all right? All right. Okay. We sound that question again. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do something right. on top again. Okay, ready? So as soon as I finish the question, you can buzz in. In which year did Stephen Bradbury win gold at the Winter Olympics? Yeah, Harry. Mitch, who was first? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Mitch said Harry. So. Harry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Technicality. Hang we, on we, got, we got a Melbourne Cup official protest here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Gonna, somehow, Mitch, you've come forth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, br br bring the tarp in. All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Do not joke about that green tarp, dude. <laughs> We've asked that question, Mitch. What do you think? Uh, 2000. Oh, Carl, let me have this one. It's 2001 because the Winter Olympics are never oh, in the same year no. as you're confusing yes, your Paralympics oh, and your Winter Olympics. Of course. Yeah. Oh. I'm sorry. Okay. So it's actually 2002. Oh, I hate <laughs> you, you were right. Oh, by, you were right. By but the I was closer. Out by two. So okay. Goes, so I get half points. Summer. It's oh, yeah. right, right, right. Half right. point to Harry. <laughs> yeah. But Stephen, he actually wrote an autobiography that it was literally bigger than the New Testament, mate. And it, <laughs> on the, 
It was called it was called Last Man Standing, Stephen Bradbury, mm. and it details everything. Like, like uh, the, w- w- between you know the beginning of the race and the end of that race was about twenty seconds. It was speed skating. Yeah, yeah he somehow got about a one thousand page book out of that, and um, my mum read the whole thing, cover to cover. <clears throat> yep. Jeez. How much can he go into one race? Though? Does well, he go into like his? How he, he, he starts from the beginning. He, <laughs> he had a premonition of that when he was eight years old. In yeah. the beginning, when I came out of my mother's utero, I. <laughs> and then he really details well, his life. He, no, yeah. Even before that, like the sperm. Like, oh he, yeah. He, he, he yeah. was he was eighth one there, and all the rest. <laughs> all the rest they parted. They parted. He, he was the last one. His dad had his mind on the job. Well, no, he, he, he was on Celebrity. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. No, so no, he was on Survivor. He was, he was on, on Survivor. Celebrity Survivor. Yeah, so we got to go into all the juicy details of. Hanging out on, on that, 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 that on North Strabroke Island, was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They were just boarded up next to the cabins there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but actually, half yeah, the time right. they, just, they, they, they leave, it's too difficult. Sorry, I just can't put up with the noise of this cabin next door. They, they, <laughs> there seem to be some um, young men smoking weed. I, I, I can't handle this survival stuff anymore. No, yeah, well, how about we proceed to question two? Okay, right here. All right, this one's a, a this or that question. Um, so you got to tell me whether this is the name of a burger you can get in Brisbane or a professional uh, wrestler from the US. Alrighty, so I'm going to say a name. you got to tell me whether it's a burger from a Brisbane uh, chain or a wrestler. Okay, so Mitch, four. Mitch's buzzer is Harry yeah. and my buzzer is Mitch. Mitch and yeah. when I say wrestler, I actually mean burger. <laughs> nice, yeah, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. Take it easy, all right? First question. So this, 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 this is question 2A, then we 2B, 2C, 2D. Down to D. Right here. Okay, all right, all right. 2A? Yep. Uh, is this a burger or a professional wrestler? Triple Loco. Harry. Mitch. It's a wrestler. It's a burger. Shit. It's a burger from the pickle. Uh, <laughs> two, two, uh, 2B? Yes, 2B. No way, Jose. Mitch. That's a burger. Oh, we, oh. Need, we need a buzzer. We need like a wrong, a, a wrong buzzer. Yeah, I got fart sound effects. It was so hard recording all these <sighs> fart sound effects. Oh, oh. Uh. Is that the fart? <laughs> Is that no? no sorry. <laughs> uh, continue. I need to keep it down next door. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, we we, we have place is crazy. He just clipped yeah, on yeah, his he just clipped on his bookmark page. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we put some sound effects, mate. <laughs> uh, I left the, the intern in charge of labelling all the sound effects here. This this is the fart. <laughs> <one>. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Steve Steve you've mucked the whole thing up mate and and interestingly it <laughs> and interestingly this one is labelled sex noises shake that oh. thing miss oh, Steve <laughs> Steve the intern um, getting a few of the filing things mixed up uh, so Carl 2C <laughs> electric thunder oh uh, Harry Yes, right. that's a. Yeah. Oh, that was your buzzer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's a wrestler. What do you think? It's wrestler. Oh, it's actually a burger. Oh, oh, oh come no on, Carl. Come on. Wh- which place? Who sells a burger called yeah. Electric? Fact check. RMIT fact check. Super combo. Super combo. Combo. Oh, question two C. Would you please? Ruby Riot. No, sorry, Ruby Riot. Mitch. Yes. That's a wrestler. Okay, nice, question well three. We got it. Uh, which beer shares its name with the sun's outer atmosphere? Harry. Oh, hello. Is that reception? I think it's a two-pronged question. You have to figure out the name of the outer atmosphere and then just say that and then hope that that's actually a beer. So which beer? 
Um, it's a pretty big bit. <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> That's a good, good, good tactic to be there. Like, uh, you yeah, want to be a millionaire, just always buzz I quick. Just buzz just quick. Hope, just um, I'm going to have to say pass. I've actually got no clue. The sun's out of atmosphere. <laughs> I got no You're clue. Right. It is Serena, is Serena Williams. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys thought it was sex. It's tennis. It is sex. Should we wait for Mitch a has a thirst for knowledge. Should we, yep. Should we wait for a text Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a long show. But can we please someone? Well, uh, s- <laughs> take us out of this. Throw me a bone here. Steve from Canada's just texted in. Uh, it took a while to get through the international uh, um, phone lines. He's just answered the Stephen Bradbury question. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wait. For those of you here tonight, there'll be a tray of Stephen Bradbury's autobiographies on the way out. And it's a bit of an honesty system. Um, just by the book. Oh, yeah. actually, um, if we can go back to me for just a moment. Um, when I was in high school, this, this, um, a friend of mine from school, um, his dad was talking to this guy at the airport. And this guy was like a former mobster who became a Christian. And the guy's Pretty dad boring. was like, you need to come to my son's school and talk in chapel. And that's exactly what he did. And he brought about 500 copies of his autobiography, <laughs> which is how he went from mobster who killed people and beat up people and became a Christian. And it was sort of like that murky gray area in Christianity where it's like, yeah, you found Jesus, so you're forgiven for everything. And it's like, oh, hang on, so you what? Um, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's sort of like if, <laughs> a lot of bad things. If Harvey Weinstein just sort of came out now and said, and I'm a Christian, <laughs> you know, they'd be like, oh, okay, <laughs> let him out of jail. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let him out. So he came to school and had all these books at the back, and he said, and I'm going to have an honesty system, okay? You just want to grab a book, don't worry about it. Just put uh, transfer money to your, you know, your chaplain or something. We'll figure it out. Just pay for him. You know, it's all good. And and we're like, oh, thanks, mate. And there, all these boys just was took he a from copy. Liverpool, he was British. Yeah, oh, right. yeah. <laughs> he like he, you know, these people. You, you hear? Like a, I added that in for flair. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He was South He was actually South Africa. He was South <laughs> <laughs> He had a lisp. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, he uh, he had that you know that Br- that Hockney British accent where it's like that guy definitely killed someone. He just sounds like a character from a Guy Ritchie film, you know, and. Uh, and so all these boys just took books, and I think like one kid paid, and he actually sent our headmaster like an angry, an angry email, and we got we got a bit of a lashing for it the next week, saying that you know this guy had essentially come to our school and just, and he think he he reverted back to just being a mobster, uh, a non-Christian mobster, and he and he stabbed a lot of schoolboys. Um, <laughs> so, comes back two weeks later, he's just breaking kids' kneecaps, <laughs> and, and and he said that he'd found Jesus and he got he he left this old life, but at the same time he taught like three quarters of the speech was about how cool being a mobster. Like he didn't say it was cool, but he sort of. He obviously thought it was cool. He was yeah. seeing it Because it was like, oh, in this gang, right? And if you wanted to leave the gang, the, the the head of the mob, he'd bring in his five biggest buddies and they'd stand there in the room and say, you want to leave? Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, you can leave, mate. Just pick up all these marbles first. And the mobster, the, the king mobster would just throw, the king mobster <laughs> would just throw all these marbles on the ground. And he'd say, when you pick up all those marbles, yeah, you can leave the gang. And as you picked up the marbles, you'd be beaten by baseball bats from the like the five you know uh, strong arm blokes in the room, you know what I mean? Mm. So uh, essentially, y- if you left, you don't play with marbles. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not too different. Not too different from Scientology and uh, <laughs> and and F forty five. That's all right. You can quit F forty five. Just pick up all these marbles first. <laughs> as long as you pick up all those tires, yeah, yeah, you can leave F forty five. Don't worry about it. Yeah, no problems, mate. <laughs> Push up something. 
All right, question four. Question, question four. four. Come question on. Four. Let's get, all right. Come on. We've got, we got, we got we, we, 120 we, to get through, so we, 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 we're going to <laughs> Pens down. I said pens down. All right. Uh, oh, my God. We've actually had two texts in. So that's correct. But you need to specify what question you're answering because I think you might be overseas and there might be a bit of delay. Corona, Harry. So the answer is Corona. Corona. That's the one. Which which beer shares his name with the out of my atmosphere? Well done. Oh, Corona. my God. Who's that, Richard? Uh, Show me a sombrero <laughs> and call me Sanchez. Richard Erickson, you have won a free trip to south of Brisbane. <laughs> All right, I need you to put these karate belts in order from lowest to highest. Okay, okay. So we've got green, purple, brown, and yellow. I'm going to a related question. Let's green, let's all stand up and organize ourselves into height order. Brown <laughs> and yellow. Uh, Harry, Harry. These are, these are really important. Hey, all right. Uh, so yellow is the lowest. I know that brown's the best. Go on. Yellow's the lowest, and then it goes... Yep. And then green, brown. Yeah. Woo! That's completely wrong. No, I mean, yellow is the highest. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 he's one of you grape fans out there. Uh, so what's a Guinness World Record for most grapes eaten in three minutes? This is... A you, know, you, you know what we'll do? We'll, we'll do the... Tie- so three minutes. I'm a method actor. We need to, we need to do this. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do the tiebreak. This is the tiebreaker question. It's, a, it's obviously a number. Whoever gets close to that. Yeah, no, that just means it's what's a gas leak. It just means a gas leak. Don't worry about Does it. it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just don't use a lighter in there. Uh, <laughs> the whole room's going red and black. What's, right, so uh, what was the question? How many grapes? All right. What's the Guinness World Record? What's the Guinness World Record for most grapes eaten in three minutes? In three minutes. All right. I'm going to have to say. Three minutes. I'm going to have to say. Uh, they're, they're not on a vine. They're just free range grapes. Um, <laughs> I've, 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 I've been asked about that. There's no stems involved, um, and there's also no seeds. Um, I'm going to have to say 300. 300 is my, my rounded number. Harry? Three minutes. I think 300 is probably a bit on the high end. So I'm going to um, aim aim a low here, and I'm going to say about 110. 110 GP 3M grapes per three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say about 110 uh, GP 3M. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to give it to Mitch. No, no, give it back. Oh. Give it back. No, 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 all right, that's all we got time for tonight. Which two 1970s songs, starting with B, were hits for Queen? With big Bottom Girls. That's Fat Bottom Girls. Yeah, big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but the the, the Japanese version of that song, when translated back into English, is Big Bottom. Um, so what we what we will do is we'll answer that question correctly, and I believe the answer is be, you, best friend. Open bracket. You're my bicycle. Big bicycle, bicycle. Yeah, that's one of them. Oh, yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> that, that, that is unbelievable. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Oh the my biggest, god! The biggest. The biggest that is like forgetting your wife's name. <laughs> I cannot believe that just happened. Oh, <laughs> we were thinking too hard. Yeah. Okay, the next song by Spacey Jane is three minutes and forty-seven seconds long. That Brilliant. gives us four, three minutes and forty-seven seven seconds to give ourselves down. uppercuts. Yeah. <laughs> we, we forgot probably the most obvious Queen song. Um, down and all around and into your ear holes in about five. Four, Four, three, three two, two, one. Oh, sorry, Richard Erickson has just messaged <laughs> in. He's answered correctly by him in Rhapsody. He's done the oh, Stephen Richard, Bradbury. Richard, Richard Erickson, take a bow, son, take a bow, and Come pick up in. these marbles, would you? If you want to leave this trivia game, well pick up the marbles first, then you're free to leave. Which, what is the grand prize um, when you win trivia? Is it still is it still a vegan meat trade? Do you still get the the, Bra- the bragging rights? 
Yeah. Actually, no, you have to go up and it's, it's like a, um, and it's an airing of grievances. So you just stand up in front of everyone and just. I'm a, I'm a sign language slam poet. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I remember stumbling into a black bear lodge once and hmm. and there was a guy up there telling a story. I stumbled into a black bear. <laughs> Tore me apart. <laughs> Did a Vladimir Putin and wrote it. And they said, take, so take, can you take my phone, just take a photo and send it to the entire Russian people through my, propa- my propaganda machine. Thank you. Um, uh, anyway, so I, I stumbled in there and there, there was a guy talking and everyone was sitting down and, and sitting at tables. And it had been about five minutes and I realised this bloke hadn't said anything funny. And I was about to like literally heckle, say something funny. Because I, and I thought everyone was, everyone was going to turn around and go, thank you, someone had to say it. But then I actually listened to what he was saying and it was about like, and then so yeah, going back to my roots in Jerusalem and, and getting in back in touch and my, and my spirituality. It and wasn't then, a comedy like, show. Like, oh, what's going on here? And, it was and, a testimony. Yeah. He rolled and these then, marbles And out. then he sat down and everyone was like, Really, it was so brave for sharing. And our next storyteller is going to be Brian. And Brian gets up and goes, "You know, I never knew what it was like to going to be a, to be a father, but um, it was really <laughs> it was Bruce yeah. from <laughs> Finding Nemo. <Yeah. laughs> I it was, never it was a knew storytelling my night, father. which was really quite refreshing because mm. we're so used to when you sit down and listen to someone talk, you know, at a venue, and there's always someone yelling and saying the f word and talking about something sex or drug related, and, and, and it's not even that funny anyway. And just to have someone actually tell a, a story from their heart and share like a private story, I thought was a, a fantastic thing that I quite literally haven't seen since. Uh, what European country's name? Means Mitch, Ukraine. Black Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Is it just Ukraine? No. Oh, I what European was. country's name means Black, Black Mountain. Mountain? Have a little think about that one, folks. Mm. Carl, I was trying to pretend I was trying really hard to pretend that you hadn't asked me that question before and I was trying even harder to pretend that I hadn't that you hadn't told me the answer before. And I think for the for the for temporal purposes, um, temporal of course meaning three, two, one time related um, purposes, uh, it, the answer is Montenegro. Uh, Montenegro, nice. formerly formerly Serbia and Montenegro. Right. That that was one country, and then during the World Cup of 2006, there was a political uh, uprising, and the country was severed in half. And quite quirkily, quite quite quirkily, um, there was a world a FIFA World Cup going on at the same time in 2006 yeah, that wow. Serbia and Montenegro were a part of. <laughs> and so all these blokes were still playing the same football team, and they're like, "Hey, you hear about what happened to her? Mum just texted me. Oh, what happened, Brian? I'm not allowed uh, to talk to you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Mum said to stab you with a machete. <laughs> That's what everyone in Serbia and Montenegro is doing right now. <laughs> um, yeah, and so and so and quite famously, Argentina beat them six <clears> 0 <throat> the next day. Um, so. Mm. Is this question really, really went down or? in flames there. Well, question is how? Uh, what should you not do in the middle of a World Cup campaign? And that is uh, answer civil is unrest. Change country. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, split your country in half into yeah. two different countries. So uh, duly noted. <laughs> duly noted. Write that one down. And if you don't have any arms or legs at home, remember it as well as you can. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do, write it down. Which three countries end with the letter M? Only three countries end with the letter M. Which three countries end with the letter M? So I'd like to clarify for the people at home is that there are there are three amongst others or there are only three? There are only three. Is Guam included or is no. that a state of the USA? No. Okay. Only three, wow. Um, Vietnam. Correct. Boom. Nice. Uh, one's just voted to leave the European Union. <laughs> <laughs> oh, United Kingdom. Oh, yeah. nice. Oh, good chocolate, good beer. 
Switzerland. Oh, uh, Belgium. 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 We love the Belgium. Beer and chocolate. Beer and chocolate. Belgium. Belgian Bruce on the mic tonight, yo. Coming out of Belgium live tonight. Belgium. No proof got it right tonight. No, he didn't get it right tonight. But he tried real hard tonight. Yo, Robert proof. Thanks for coming on the show, texting in. We already, we always appreciate audience participation. Thanks, Max. Really appreciate it because lately I've been, um, I've been even though it's been seven years since I left high school, I've, I'm still being relentlessly cyberbullied by a couple of the older boys um, <laughs> um, from my cricket team. So, that, <laughs> what, you texting in and saying these kind of nice Harry, you nerd. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not crying. I was just cutting onions. Um, no, so, sometimes when, when I hear nice things, Belgium. Yeah, it's in Belgium. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> That's correct. Five points to go find Belgium. 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 Maximilian Reed in the mic tonight. Yo, Belgium is the right answer tonight. Thanks for joining in and playing the game. A celebrity is dead. A celebrity is dead. I'm freaking serious. A celebrity is dead. And their entire greatest hits, which has conveniently just been remastered, is now out on CDs, MP3s, and also live in a hologram at Veranda Festival. Um, and also... We're going to be putting out a film about them. It's going to be a bit of like a feminist African-American redux of their life, even though this particular celebrity was an old and and bald man. Um, A celebrity is freaking dead. I'm serious. A celebrity actually did die today. Um, Clive James. Um, If you are familiar with Clive, if you're a family member and you're just finding out this way, that's incredibly insensitive. And I apologise, but a celebrity is dead. In fact, I, I didn't—I I don't feel bad about this at all, actually. Um, if, if this is at all perceived as me making fun of his death, because he indeed made fun of it himself. He wrote his own obituary, and he was an atheist, and he—he he, and he openly said he did not believe in an afterlife, which means he's not listening to this, you know, growling at me. And if it is, I'm sure he's got a lot more to growl at because he's probably in hell, um, getting raped up the butt. By the devil's fiery dick, as they say. That's John chapter 3, verses 1 to 4. Um, uh, I was chatting with a mate tonight. He, um, he's one of those people, so you go, hey, mate, let's go buy to eat. He goes, nah, man, pretty poor at the moment. And then he, like, he didn't eat. And um, and then he confessed that, well, he's so he's working two days a week. And he confessed that he was walking down the street one night and there was a van feeding homeless people. And he decided to join the line. And he said it wasn't bad. He said, he, I think he got um, like a sausage roll or something. Uh, and uh, and I said, well, I, I agree. I don't think you should feel bad about that at all um, for a plethora of reasons. But the least of which being I walk past these vans some nights on my way home. 
And I see about 80% of those lines, they're just European backpackers who've got wind of a free feed. And they, they, they come, unless they're Norwegian or maybe Danish, they come out here to Australia and go, oh my God, that costs how much? Oh my God. Um, or if they're German, they say, oh my God, that costs how much? Because they have very good English um, over there. Sometimes better than Australian. Sometimes you, you, you're speaking to a German and they say, wow, you're looking very vociferous. And you go, sorry, what? Um, uh, that's the Germans. Um, great, great English speakers, great automobile manufacturers. And as it turned out, not half bad at genocides. Uh, not the best because they, they got caught. The best people at genocides are the ones who didn't get caught. We don't know who they are. Could be the Icelandics. Could be those um, those ferals from Greenland. Ever met a, anyone from Greenland? God, they're feral. Um, met a bloke from Greenland once and he would not stop shouting at me. Um, so did I say Greenland? I, I meant Spring Hill. Um, God, he was throwing things frothing anyway um so yeah so my, so my mate was uh he he got some of that free food and i don't blame him and it's a pretty good feed and it, it begs the question um and and this is a great question because i remember watching a, a tv show once you know those celebrity shows where it's very frustrating they get some like a uh, you know z-list celebrity in except they don't actually win the money it goes to a charity even though they arguably might need the money more than the regular contestants who come on the show who could be like really successful plumbers or really successful accountants and um actually have more money than this guy who used to be on big brother three seasons ago um one person said oh my charity that that the prize money will be going towards is for um, homeless, gay, and lesbian um, people, and because you know for various reasons, um, you you could end up on the street as a, a gay and lesbian person. There was a guy in my grade at high school who was from a South African family, and he said one day, "Hey, mum and dad, I'm gay." And they looked at each other and said, "Hello, son. You're kicked out of the house." And so he had to he had to leave the house and live somewhere else. And um, and he just so happened to choose King's Cross in Sydney. And um, I think it ended up he ended up having a pretty good time. But uh, what's the test for showing who like are they going round? This there's a charity out there that is not just giving support openly to homeless people. It's to gay and lesbian homeless people. So are they checking uh, who, who's, who of these homeless people are gay and lesbian? Are they showing images of Ryan Gosling to male homeless people and going, does this arouse you? Are you aroused? Oh, not aroused. I'm sorry. No bread roll. Um, and so when it comes to these, these trucks that show up in, in local parks around the Brisbane CBD to feed our many Brisbane uh, homeless citizens, uh, and if European backpackers and even my friend who works two days a week and was just feeling a bit peckish on his way home from from um, from one of those shifts, uh, is is who's there to to, to say uh, who's the bouncer there going? Hey, mate, not homeless enough for this line. Um, you're gonna have to buy your own dinner tonight. I mean, do we, do you flash some sort of Brisbane City Council uh, homeless permit? Um, because Lord knows, I think we'd be there'd be more homeless permits getting around than, than taxi permits. Some say, and by some I mean probably just me, that a lady's handbag is the pelican's beak. 
a lady's handbag is her pelican beak. Um, that's a Harry Lee original. Write that one down. You can use it. It's all yours. Um, I, I am aware that he did have a cooking show and he, he went round to the French countryside and you know, he, he met with locals and he cooked. And I remember watching a show recently. Uh, who was it? It, it wasn't Jamie Oliver. It was just another guy, right? It was a celebrity chef of some variety. And he goes into the Italian countryside and he meets an Italian nonna and this local who has to translate everything, explains how this, nat- this nonna cooks this famous seafood dish and, and all her family and the locals gather together at this big table and they're cooking this food. And what do you think this guy is going to say as soon as he puts this food in his mouth? Uh, we're, we're, in this sort of context, they never actually critique the food. And it's really interesting. So they probably have their, they probably have their own thoughts that they keep to themselves about, mm, that could do a little bit more time in the oven. And I just want an honest TV presenter to just say to that Italian nonna as she's surrounded by all, his, uh, by all her quite grim-looking sort of mafia, you know, nephews, um, just go, you know what? I've travelled a long way. In fact, all the way from Australia. And this is undercooked. And you know what? It just needs a little bit more time in the oven. And I think um, I was expecting a little bit more um, from those ingredients. They, they, they always go... They haven't even put the food in their mouth yet. They just pick it up. They go, yum! Yum! And it's like, yeah, I want to know what you really think. And I actually met with a celebrity chef. Um, and... And, and I said, look, have you done this sort of thing before where you go uh, overseas and you meet like an Italian nonna and she um, uh, cooks you food for as if you're a family member? And, you know, do you have to pretend that it's always great food? And they admitted that there's actually um, like an actor cries on cue and they have to remember a moment, you know, you know you're, you're an actor who cries on cue and you say, look, um, what do you remember in order to, like, it's just so genuine and authentic, those tears. What sort of things do you remember when you um, when you do those tears for that film, when you fake cry? And they say, I remember one thing. Always the first thing that comes to my mind when I need to fake cry on cue for a film. And I say, what is it? They say, the day Trump won the US election. And I go, wow, you're real sad about that. And they go, no, 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 no. They're happy tears. I was really glad he won. Um, now, so th- th- this celebrity chef told me there's one thing that comes to mind when he has to pretend that he really enjoys this food cooked by an Italian nonna that actually could do a little bit more time in the oven and actually is a bit undercooked. Um, you know, he's going, mmm, wow, mmm, and he said, there's one thing I imagine, and that's making sweet love to former Australian politician Amanda Vanstone. Uh, I got a mate of mine, Kenta. He, um, you hear a lot of people have rum rage. Rum rage is a bit of a thing. Uh, you know, people drink some rum, they can defies, they headbutt girls, they trash their bedroom. Um, Kenta has what could be described as acai bowl rage. See, he eats acai bowls. They're refreshing, delicious, and nutritious. And then he just starts jumping on cars, throwing rocks at uh, the windows of local businesses, and, um, and yeah, and fighting people generally for no reason. After eating acai bowls or a Siamese twin removed, wouldn't that be a bloody annoying having someone literally? Because um, one, they're a twin, so they always like finish your sentences for you. 
and they actually never leave you alone because they're attached to you like physically and probably emotionally too. Um, it would be very frustrating if you weren't emotionally attached but you were still physically attached. Um, I would argue that it'd be better to be attached in both ways rather than to be like detached emotionally, not really getting along, um, not on the same page um, uh, spiritually and politically. Like if one Siamese twin was um, a fascist and the other one was a commu- like a socialist, you know, that'd be a pretty, I guess it'd be actually in some ways it'd be quite um, hilarious but also quite um, quite sad. So you'd be ha- that's another reason why you might be happy to be at the hospital to get let's get this bloody fascist twin off my off my limbs. And um, I have a habit, a very very nasty habit um, of not watching ABC Twenty Four. Um, I think the last time I watched ABC Twenty Four, um, it was quite pertinent. I, I'd it was around the election time and there was a lot of debate about, oh, no, we, we, the ABC needs more funding. We need to vote in Labor and give the ABC more money and well, well, all this um, hullabaloo about democracy or something. And um, I was watching ABC 24 and it was a particularly hot day um, that day. And they said, it's, it's, you know, 25 down in Orange and it's 31 in Dubbo. And we're going to cross live to Sandra in Dubbo and Christine in uh, Orange and they did a live cross to a lady in in Orange who was by a creek who said, yep, it's 31 here and if you're out and about today, remember to wear a hat and sunscreen. And, and then they crossed to the lady in Dubbo who said the same thing. And I was sitting here going, this organisation needs more funding. They seem to have enough funding to literally send a couple of interns to places where they we already knew... We, we, don't, we can find out the temperature without sending a, a live reporter there. And they told us uh, such a banal public service announcement as, you know, if you go outside in the sun, wear a hat and sunscreen. I mean, this is just healthy Harold, you know, gir- giraffe puppet level advice. And and I'm getting it from a female reporter um, who's been flown probably by chopper from, you know, the South Bank headquarters of you know, ABC. And, and I was saying, I think we need to take some money off these guys. I think we need to um, wait out the front of ABC and just tip them upside down and take a bit of their whatever shrapnel falls out of their pockets i was walking down the street the other day and i saw some people with um uh extinction rebellion shirts on and they were mercilessly beating um a homeless man and i and i said excuse me um i said excuse me uh you guys that man is homeless he's you know he he's working to get back on his feet he's a good fella um, and he and he, he doesn't he doesn't have much, and what he does have, he actually gives to a lot of charities. And they still kept mercilessly beating him. And and they and they turned around. They said, L- "Listen, mate, um, we're heading towards mass extinction of animals and climate change. There are more serious things to worry about than one homeless man getting mercilessly beaten up." And I said, well, "Pretty pretty fair point." They're choking on um, an oversized pine nut. They're saying this pine nut was the size of, a, of an emu egg. And, and I'm sitting there going, are you sure it wasn't actually just an emu egg? They said, no, it was a pine nut the size of an emu egg. 
and and I'm saying, I want to ask you one more time. Are you sure it wasn't actually just an egg, an emu egg, or just an egg and not a giant pine nut? And um, and they said, no, it was definitely a pine nut. This thing was just a really big pine nut. And, and speaking of wankers, it is um, Oktoberfest this, this weekend here in Brisbane. And um, if you are thinking of going, um, just remember they do have a big wanker magnet and, and they set that up in the, they set the wanker magnet up in the middle of the Oktoberfest um, event down in Bowen Hills, and they just come from far and wide. It used to be owned by the Future Music Festival um, Corporation. They sold it to Oktoberfest, and, and now the wanker magnet belongs to them, and they set that up, and they just come from far and wide. Good evening. No. No, actually, no. I'm still really upset about what you said before. No, I'm not in the mood anymore. No, I did want to. I did. I did want to do the radio show, but now I'm upset. I'm upset about what you said before. Uh, Happy Halloween, everyone. Um, Or as I like to call it, the day where... A guy who never went trick-or-treating in his life decides to throw a party at his house while his parents away, inviting only women and girls and making it Xena Warrior Princess themed. Um, Happy Halloween to you too, sir. Uh, It's a great day if you want to get away with murder. You can just walk down the street carrying a body covered in blood and people just go, wow, great commitment. Great outfit. Can I get a photo? No, 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 no. She's like, you need to make a decision within a week. But then I remembered something quite uh, transcendental that happened the weekend beforehand. It began quite simply with a, a desire. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I go as far as to call it a, a morbid, a morbid sexual desire um, to get two bananas from the West End markets. I was walking down the street. It was quite late in the day, um, at least for the markets, um, and. It was quite a wet day. And if you're familiar with the West End markets, or any markets for that matter, on a wet day, low customers and low profits for the people who put the markets out. So they, they don't want to stick around unnecessarily. And sometimes they don't even show up. So it was quite late in the day. We're, we're calling. It's creeping, it's creeping towards 1pm. But, but I see there are still some market stalls there and I decide that I'm, I will uh, pursue my morbid sexual desire to buy two bananas. And I, I enter uh, the back way. And one of the first stands I see is a stand that's labelled, uh, it's like Banana Man or something. It's like the Banana Guys. It, it had banana in there. They were literally all they sold were bananas, and there were two guys there, and they, they you know, nicknamed themselves the Banana Man. And, um, and I wanted to look at the bananas. They were good. They were good enough. I said, I would have been happy with these bananas. But I said, well, what if there are better bananas in there? What if there are better bananas further along? I know this is... I know the West End markets are actually the biggest inner city markets in Brisbane. How can I just settle for the first bananas I see? Preposterous. Um, I almost gave myself an uppercut for just thinking about buying those bananas. So 15 minutes later, I've traversed the entire market. I'm I'm spat out the other end onto Jane Street. And I'm completely and utterly bananaless. I'm a bananaless idiot. People are... You know, teenagers are driving past in souped-up Commodores, yelling at me, you know, wondering where my bananas are. Oh, where are your bananas, mate? <laughs> uh, 
And so I had to go right back in, traverse the markets once again, all the way back to the beginning. And guess who I found at the very other end, packing up all their boxes of bananas for the day? The banana man. And I thought that was quite an interesting lesson. There I was with bananas. They were perfect. They were fit for purpose. All I wanted were two bananas to eat on my walk home. And I'd I'd, I'd, I'd gone on. I said, you know, I I think I'll find better. There was no reason to suggest that I would find better. I mean, the, the mere fact that they were the first bananas I saw contributed to some fallacious belief that there must be better bananas. And, and I, I know what you're, you're, set, you're thinking here. You're, you're going to try and apply this to your love life as well. But there is actually um, there is actually a mathematical theorem behind uh, finding the perfect um, mating partner. And it's called the Sakaguchi method. It's named after a Japanese mathematician. And what Sakaguchi said is, think in your mind, calculate all the potential suitors think about all the people that you reckon you could have sex with in your life once you've had sex with 66 percent of those people then you settle down with the next person you find who is better than all those people you'd previously slept with and i know what you're thinking yes but what if that best person was in that 66 percent that you slept with at the beginning well that's the risk you take in the pursuit of the perfect partner I was thinking the other day about some of the Christian people I knew growing up and I was thinking about them quite simply because I was scrolling down my Facebook and I noticed they're all getting married, like all of them. And and I remember thinking growing up, that's the last thing I want to do. <laughs> you know, no sex before marriage. How lame. Such losers. And well, that's it, all right? The only caveat is before marriage. The thing is they all get married they're all married by 25. And what do you think they're doing right now? What do you think they did, you know, that night? What do you think they've been doing three times every morning, six times every night, and once during the lunch break if they work nearby, close to each other? They, by the time I get married, I'm going to have to not sleep for like three years to catch up with these guys. We all thought they were so lame and such losers for not having sex before marriage while growing up. And, you know... Uh, the, the joke's on us. They're laughing. See, they were all prim and proper, you know, short back and sides, haircuts, um, you know, home before nine o'clock, uh, saying their prayers before dinner, real straight edge stuff, all right? But now they're getting it. They're getting it every morning, every lunchtime, every night. They're wearing chains. They're laughing at us. They're remembering, hey, remember those a-religious, remember those agnostic losers from high school still searching for a boyfriend, still searching for a girlfriend? (laughs) Guess what they're not doing right now? And they're high-fiving while doing the Eiffel Tower position in the privacy of their own church, Um, um, their own altar boy's change room. Um, Anyway, so that's enough about that. Coriander, some people enjoy it, some people don't enjoy it. I can't quite relate to people who don't enjoy it because I think it's one of the most versatile herbs. On any given Tuesday, it definitely creeps in to my top three herbs. If I had to go to a desert island with three herbs and none of those herbs were declared um, pests or weeds on that island, you know, I'd have to get through biosecurity um, at, at, the, uh, at the port for a start. But, you know, if I could smuggle them in in my suitcase uh, and incorrectly... Um, deceive people on my custom sheet and smuggle in 
those three herbs onto the desert island, it would easily be basil because it's just such a passionate, passionate um, herb. Whenever you taste uh, basil, it's so strong and um, so uh, so special and so tender and just makes you feel good and sometimes you just want to hold it and, and touch it and, and kiss it and, and, and lick it. And um, I think also I'd take coriander. And it's going to be a coriander reveal ceremony. And I think this will slowly become more important than the gender reveal ceremony. And so it's a lot to think about if you're a parent and you're listening. Um, and so if you are a pregnant um, mum and you're listening right now and you're thinking about having a coriander reveal ceremony, my only words for you are it's getting quite late. It's 11.30. It's probably time to get some sleep, okay? Um, you're pregnant. It's important that you take care of yourself. I read a book on how to get girls. Um, no, just kidding. I read like 10 books on how to get girls. Um, so I get voicemails like this. So if anyone out there speaks Mandarin, can you describe what, what product they're trying to, to sell to me? And if it's worth buying, if it's a, if it's a good price, I'm... You know, I'll get involved. So that's just what I'm trying to get to the bottom of. Some people talk before they think. They speak before they think. Other people, they think, they consider, then they speak. Then there are other people who think and think and think, and then they crack and they burn down a school. They pick their nose and eat it, and people say, oh, that's an awful habit. It's a terrible habit. Well, imagine if your bad habit was burning down schools for no apparent reason. So it's all relative, and... I heard a bit of wisdom the other day. You know, your bad day, someone would kill to have your bad day, you know. Um, imagine being an African, you know. Not only are you starving, hungry, right, out in the African plains in the middle of a drought and civil war, but then the UN flies over in their flashy helicopters, drops a big sack of rice, and it lands on your only donkey. Your only donkey, your last source of milk and meat and just uh, just a bag of rice drops from the sky and crushes your only donkey. Enjoying your meal? I must say the, the wings are cooked perfectly. I found the pear a bit crunchy. I was just wondering where the bathroom was. Ooh, toilet. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, ooh, toilet. I, I really must go. Ooh, toilet is... Down the hall, left at the screaming child, when you reach the Archibald Prize-winning portion of Guy Fieri, take a right, and then it should be there right after the show. You can't miss it. Uh, after the show? Yes, you can't miss it. Uh, after what show? I, I really must go. Why? It's after... What's a counter of Good evening. Good evening, lovely, sleep-deprived people of Brisbane. It's 11 o'clock, or thereabouts, 11.08. Uh, sorry, there was a lot of traffic um, on that 10-minute walk from my place that I commenced at, uh, <laughs> at 10.58pm. Um, a lot of people have been asking me lately, what's that on your wrist? And I said... Uh, it's a rash that I got from... They said, no, 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 not the rash. What's the bracelet? And uh, they immediately point at the, the bracelet that contains two um, crucifixes on my on my wrist. And I, and I say, well, basically, I'm a Christian. And they've been saying, Harry, since when have you been a Christian, mate? You are not a Christian. 
And I've been, and I, and I say, well, quite simply, I had to get this Christian paraphernalia, not because it's gold and, um, and uh, because I read in a book about how to get girls that you need to wear shiny jewellery. It's got nothing to do with that. It's because I'm a Christian. And they, and they say, well, how are you a Christian, mate? Harry, how are you a Christian? And I say, well, three, well, three things. Firstly, uh, I forgive people. You know, people have wronged me in the past. And I forgive them. I give people second chances. Um, and secondly, uh, lately, um, recently, I haven't been having any sex before marriage. And thirdly, every time I have a polite, normal, friendly conversation with someone I know for at least one and a half minutes, I always end the conversation with, we should come down to our local church sometime. And just find out what it's all about. Um, so I simply had to get this paraphernalia on my wrist and it's got absolutely nothing to do with the fact that I think it looks really cool. And I read in a book about how to get girls that you need to wear something shiny. Ed, the Edges actually might be a really cool dude who probably just stands on the stage and goes, Oh, God, I hope they don't think I'm actually mates with this guy. As Bono goes on about, you know... Um, female rights to go to school. The thing, because I, I overheard this, because as I said, I, I decided I was going to get a, a free U2 concert in order to pay off the inevitable parking ticket that I was going to have for parking in the Lane Park traffic area. And in between songs, at least two to three times, you know, like for example, after the song Beautiful Day, Bono says, I'll tell you what a beautiful day is. A beautiful day is when every girl in this world um, is able to go to school. And and, and, he, and he, just, he kept lecturing us about female rights to go to school and things like that. And I was like, mate, what do you think? Do you think we've come to this U2 concert tonight here in Brisbane thinking that women shouldn't have the right to go to school? Do we, do, do, did we really need to hear this from you? Uh, like, are you con convincing us, changing our minds? Like, what? Why are you moralising us? It goes without saying, mate, we're living in a Western democracy here in Brisbane. Um, I know the, the Brisbane City Council are a little bit ham-fisted with their laws and, you know, sometimes there's no natural justice and a man who parks his car in a quiet part of Brisbane on a Tuesday afternoon sometimes gets a parking fine. But this is a Western democracy and I'm pretty sure everyone here tonight um, is not of the opinion that you know, women shouldn't go to school. So what are you telling us for, mate? Yeah, mate, maybe you should, next time you do your concert in in Pakistan or something, you can do, go on this female rights to go to school thing. But play the hits is essentially what I'm trying to say. Play the goddamn hits. And, and this is coming from someone who didn't actually pay for a ticket, who merely stood out the front and um, got a free show. And the worst part is, I get up to Upper Ken's Terrace afterwards and... Uh, I never even got a parking fine, so just got a free U2 concert. Um, I, I, I turned out to be the self-righteous one in the end, so um, I cursed Bono's name a lot that night, and it's time for me to say, look, about all those things I said on the Centennial bike path as I was zooming, zooming on my city cycle, um, all those terrible things I said about you, Bono, I take some of them back, but um, some of them I'd like to say again. Curse you, Bono. Um, of course, women should go to school. I, uh, I I have to recommend quite strongly this uh, ginger and turmeric paste that they sell down at the West End markets. Um, there was a lady there, and I said, this is pretty good. I, I tried a bit, and it was quite strong. As you can imagine, it was pure ginger and turmeric. And she immediately launched into what I would describe as her sales pitch. She said that 
this uh, this uh, she sounded quite Eastern European, and um, she was like, you know, this acute uh, the depression, depression. I used to have to depression. I have lots of this the ginger turmeric. No more depression. No more depression. I have friend in Sarajevo. Okay, I pack. The, the 50 kilo of this ginger and turmeric I ship to Sarajevo. This lady have the cancer. She have the cancer. She eat all this ginger and turmeric. She emailed me yesterday. She say, I no longer have the cancer. And, and I was like, that is some sales pitch. You know, even if you're lying, out of respect, I'm going to buy a whole carton of this.